This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and today we're going to have an interesting discussion about money cancer. We left off on our last episode, we were talking about, well, it was a quote day, and we were talking about getting better, and in order to get better, you have to do, and the question is, well, what do you do then? Well, I've learned that once we learn how to make money, making money is not actually a problem. There's plenty of money out there to make. However, making more money isn't going to make anybody actually more happy. I've met plenty of people, plenty of young people to learn how to make more money or save a lot of money, and they're still not any more happy. In fact, sometimes that leads to behaviors like uh, burnout, or I guess it's not really behavior, but they end up feeling burnt out or they end up with, you know, lifestyles where it's all work over family or um, there's destructive lifestyles like lots of drinking or substance abuse and things like that in this pursuit of money. Money doesn't rent happiness. Money is not a good reason to do things. Money is not a good reason not to do things. I have lots of money. I have saved it up. That's why I have lots of money. But you know what? I never go um, and do anything with my family because I always want to save the money. And I've met people like this. They have lots of money. And I say, what are you going to do with the money? I say, I'm going to leave it, with the, leave it to the kids. Okay, well, you're in your 70s now. Your, your kids are already in their late 40s. Um, you're in good health. What, you're going to leave your kids $2 million when they're you know, 80 years old? 70, 80 years old themselves? What the hell are you going to do with it then? Why don't you do something with your kids with that money then? Go have some experiences. Go to Disney World. Go to Europe. Go go sailing. Go fishing. Go to dinner. Whatever. I had a guy one time, he said, you know, I'm going to spend all my money. I said, well, you shouldn't do that. You're going to run out of money. He said, I know. But my grandson likes to play basketball. I'm going to, I'm going to pave, a, pave the driveway and put a basketball hoop in my son's house, at my son's house, so I can go over, drink lemonade, and watch my grandson play basketball. What's that worth to you? There was a time when I went around the country and I talked to new financial planners about setting goals, about having a purpose. And the reason why I did this is because when I was new to the industry, I looked around and I looked around at all the people that I could idolize and everything was about how much money you're making. Everything was about money. Every, well, it's finance, right? So you think it's about money, but the culture, the internal culture is about money. It's about how much you got, how big your house is, where you live. Um how expensive your suit is, how expensive your car is, whatever. It's all about show. I've known lots of people who make a lot of money who actually don't have any money. I've known a lot of people who made a lot of money that do have a lot of money, but they don't have anybody close to them. They don't have good relationships with people. And it's because it's been all about money. One of the things that happens when you overfocus on money is you start to, this finite thinking that Simon's talking about, and you start to live with fear, like somebody's going to come and take my money, or people like me before my money, that type of thing. I looked around the room to all these people I was supposed to idolize within the profession, and all of them in their 50s and 60s, they were all on, you know, not all of them, but for the most part, on second or third marriages, on uh, second or third heart attacks, on um, second or third bottles of Jim Beam, or whatever the hell their things were. It was it was substances. It was um, questionable lifestyles. It was gambling. It was you know just trying to show off to everybody. It was disrespect. It was just it was just about money and nothing else. Just go make more money. 
So I'm talking to young professionals who are entering the financial field. It's not just all young professionals. I mean, when you look at who gets recruited into the financial professional field by, by a lot of Fortune 500 like broker-dealers and things like that, um, what you're really talking about is you've got people coming out of school, you've got people changing careers, kind of like mid-career in their 30s or 40s, and then you've got people who maybe sold a business or something in their 50s or retired and want to get into something, so they get into finance. And so people are getting in and, and they're all going through this training and I'm going around the country to these different training seminars and I'm teaching people or I'm speaking to people about um, setting goals and having a purpose. And the one thing that I emphasize every single one of them is that money cannot be your dream. We all need some amount of money. It's not special to you. It's not something that's like can define you. I mean, certainly money probably could define you, but it's not going to define you in a good way. If you think money is your dream, then I'm going to challenge you to think, why is money your dream? What is it that money is letting you do? What is it that requires money in order for you to be happy? And whatever that is, that is actually your dream, not money itself. And I think this brings up another very interesting thought. Money has and will change over time. Whatever its current form, money has primary utility and it's to, to secure your essential needs. And what actually secures your essential needs, what is considered money, has changed over time and through different cultures. It will not be the same in the future as it is now. It was not the same in the past as it is now. But once we secure our needs, then all the only thing money allows us to do is expand from the basic needs to ever more extravagant wants. I want a smarter phone. I don't need a smarter phone. I want a bigger car. I don't need a bigger car. I want a bigger house. I don't need a bigger house. Right? So we get into our wants. Money allows us to get into that. But it's kind of a slippery slope, right? Like, what is ever good enough? And so here's a thought experiment. What happens when you, A, have so much money that there's no more wants? There's nothing more that you could want. Or B, that you have so much money that the wants are ridiculous, like I'm going to buy a private island. Or C, you have so much money because you forego even minor ones. You don't treat yourself to anything. Um, or D, you hoard money and deprive yourself or your loved ones from the benefits of having some amount of money it wouldn't normally bring. Think about it like this. And, and in... Um, the Ditch of Suits podcast I did with Steve Campbell, we had an episode recently where we were talking about an article that I found online of a member of the FIRE movement. The FIRE movement is this idea that I'm going to start out saving really young, I'm going to work really hard for like 15, 20 years, and then I'm going to be done working forever. Basically, by the time I'm 40, I'm checking out, I'm doing my own thing. And it was, and I'm sure for every person that feels like this, there's somebody who feels differently, but the perspective was somebody who was in that woke up in their early 30s and said, boy, you know, I've, I've saved up $600,000 already. I have no debt, but I have no friends. I have no relationships. I have no community. And I've given up a lot of my youth to pursue money so that I can have relationships and stuff in the future. But wouldn't it be better to build the relationships now and kind of pace myself? And that's... That's an interesting perspective. That's a very powerful perspective. That's on the personal side. 
On the business side, money seems to kind of cause a different issue, a different set of challenges. Lots of people fail miserably in business because they are focused on money. They want to create a product or service, and they're going to target a group of people in need. Not because they have passion for the target, um, the target group. They may even just call it a target, but not because they have passion for the target group or the product or service, but because that's where the money is. Consultants do this all the time. And why are consultants doing it? Because that's where the money is. They come in and they tell you, oh, you're supposed to niche, you know, find a, a group of people and really hammer hard at delivering products and services to that group of people. Watch Shark Tank. What do those guys invest in? Guys and ladies, I know there's some women on Shark Tank. What do they invest in? They invest in the people who are most passionate about their idea. Not about the money to make off the idea, but the, the, the passion about the idea. The most personally invested into an idea. Again, not about the money they've invested into it, but the, they, they've intellectually, spiritually, everything about them has been invested into an idea. Because that's the group that's going to figure out, I am truly passionate about helping group X of people or solving problem Y for people. When you are that passionate, you're going to be able to pivot and you will never quit. That's the difference then about, if it's just about money, it's easy to quit. If it's just about money, it's easy to be stubborn. It's, it doesn't matter if it's personal or about business. It's very hard to be genuine. It's very hard to build positive relationships with other people. It's very hard to inspire followers if everything is about money. And it's very hard to lie about intent when it's about money. It's like it's tattooed on your forehead and everybody else can see it, but you think it's not there. When you make things about money, when things are about money internally, when you look inside of yourself and you, eh, you know, it's pretty much about money, it doesn't matter how you dress it up. Lipstick on a pig, still a pig. The truth is always going to come out. The people generally don't like to be looked at as dollar signs. I don't like to. I'm sure you don't like to. If every time somebody you see somebody, they're looking at you like a dollar sign. It's like, it's like Groundhog Day with an insurance salesman, basically. Only you think you're better because you're not selling insurance. But if all you're doing is looking at things in dollar signs, that's essentially what it feels like. And I don't mean to imply, though, that money is not important because money is important. It's how we get to do things. It's how we pay the bills, right? But the my argument and Simon's argument are both the same. There's got to be a balance. I'm not arguing that people don't care about others if they're concerned about money. I am, however, arguing or I do believe that if money has an overly strong presence in your thinking, you're going to have a bias and it's going to show up in your results. You're going to be like those guys who get to the 50s and their 60s and their 70s who end up with a lot of broken relationships, end up not really happy about a lot of stuff, end up in fear that somebody's coming to take away from them. Simon makes an interesting statement regarding attracting mercenaries or zealots. I just wanted to get to that for this particular episode. Mercenary is an adjective that means primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. And you might say, well, what does ethics have to do with whether it's right to have money centralized as my personal dream? Well, because money cannot buy you happiness or fulfillment. In fact, money has a corrupting tendency, has the exact same potential to cause you misery and depression. 
when you're overly focused on money, it's like relying on mercenaries to win a war. Is that really where you want to place your trust? It comes and goes. The loyalty is not there. And an alternative is to utilize money. And I love the word utilize when we're talking about money because money is really just a utility. Utilize money in an uncompromising pursuit of other ideals. That's actually part of the definition of zealot. Simon is actually talking about business and customers. I've kind of twisted this for more introspective consideration. But it's the same for me personally or my business. Simon is saying that your business should be doing something that inspires your customers to become zealots, your employees to become zealots, your shareholders to become zealots, to become fanatical and uncompromising about your business. And he uses the example Apple a lot. He gets a lot of flack from this, but Apple is a great example. People who buy Apple buy Apple. And they don't waffle very much. They, you know, if you buy Apple, you if you have an iPhone, you tend to buy the next iPhone. If you have an iPad, you buy the next iPad. If you have an, an iPhone and iPad, you tend to buy an app and an, an Apple Watch, whatever they're called. So it's just a great example. I know it's his favorite example. I know he gets a lot of flack for it, but it's a good example. But we want fanatical and uncompromising customers, <clears throat> not mercenaries who are just looking for the best deal, who don't care about what you're actually doing. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your product. They're just there today. They're not going to be there tomorrow. Think about this for a moment. Go through your own life and your business. If you do things with a central purpose of just aggregating more money, think about money as the center of the universe and it's just, there's a magnet there and it's just sucking money into the center. So if that's the central purpose, you're creating a mercenary type environment. That's like cancer. It's money cancer. There's nothing healthy about it. It's going to corrupt everything around it. No matter how strong you are, it's going to be corrupting. There's no way to control it. You're just measuring. A couple episodes ago, we talked about finite and infinite thinking, right? We were talking about how the best of all time, the most of all time, the GOAT. Well, that's the accumulation of money beyond or the pursuit of money or the concern of money beyond needs and wants even. There's never going to be enough. Money cancer is going to take over. It's going to do terrible things to you and the people that you love. And it can be deadly. People die because of money all the time. People kill themselves because of money all the time. People have strokes because of money all the time. Or you can do some preventatives. You don't want cancer, you do, you know, you go in for your regular checkups. Rather than fighting money cancer, you can try to avoid it altogether. And as a likely result, you may actually end up with more money than you originally would have dreamt of. And that's the funny thing about money. If you make money your central focus, you are going to try so hard to make money. But because you don't get it, you don't get why people would want to actually spend their money and invest their money with you, you're probably going to end up with no money. Or a lot less than you otherwise would have had. But if you find something that actually matters. And people can believe in you and buy into you. Like we were talking about with Shark Tank. Money can be attracted to you essentially. Instead of focusing on 
money, focus on the dream that we talked about earlier. What about that dream is so important to you? What are you doing every day to achieve that dream? And regardless of if you have money or not, what are you doing about that dream? Are you fanatical and uncompromising about your dream? I heard a story one time about somebody who I think won the Olympics um, high diving and they slept on the diving board when they were training. That's fanatical. That's believing in what you're doing. That's wanting to touch it every moment. If you are in business, are you creating an environment where your your customers, where your employees, where your shareholders, where where your where everybody who's involved in it, all of your stakeholders, where they're inspired into kind of this fanatical and uncompromising state? Are you creating that? The way you create that is you have to be that. And it can't be about money. It has to be about what you're doing. It has to be about the dream. Use your dream to inspire and to create zealots. Use your dream to fight money cancer. 